Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Itziers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Itziers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick. Yay! At this time, I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712 Okay, so uh, <clears throat> uh, once again, uh, this week's uh, story is sponsored as a refuish lema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam and for a refuish lema for Raphael Avroham Yitzchok Ben Gittel. And also, uh, <laughs> it's also dedicated to Nishmash, my father, uh, Rav Moshe Eliezer Ben Rav Avram, who happens to be that tonight, Yud Kislev, is my father's Yurtzai. So, um, this here is a very special story tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> wow! What's this story going to be about? Well, the title of the story, Are You Ready? <laughs> it's called Are You Ready? Oh, will you stop that already, Yossi? Don't you get tired of doing that routine? Nope, never do, never do. Okay. Anyway, so really the name of the story is called Are You Ready? I'm ready! Okay. Chesed? Saves the day. Chesed saves the day. Wow, that's cool. Chesed saves the day. That's a nice story. I mean, that's a nice title, you know. Did you ever do that before? Uh, I don't know if I use that title. I mean, I have stories with Chesed and everything like that, but Chesed saves the day. Chesed saves the day. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So, um, um, I'm not sure if I ever told a story before. If I did, it was a long time ago. And I know there are very different versions of the story, meaning, like, I'm going to tell it, the, how it's brought down, that it happened with the great Sadiq or uh, uh, Shimshin uh, 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 Wertheimer, who was known as the, the Wiener, uh, because he eventually lived in Vienna, Austria. And even though... Believe it or not, even though, uh, 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 yeah, right. Uh, so even though he eventually lived in, um, uh, you know, like, uh, Vienna, but really he was born in, in Worms. In, in a worm? I don't know, a city called Worms. It usually say Vermeiser. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, so he was born, like, December 2nd, 1684, you know, whatever it is. Anyways, uh, you know, and he was nipped around August 6, 1724 in Vienna, Austria at the age of 66. Anyways, he was a very, very big Sadiq. I know. He was like a, a big financier, right? That's right. He was a big financier. And he also became what they call a Stadlin, whatever it was. It's like... He was like the Jewish uh, go-between, you know, uh, when there's problems between the government and the Jewish people. So he was like the go-between. And eventually he even sort of became, if you want to call it, like a, a minister of his finance, meaning like he trusted Arab Shimshin, you know. Uh, oh, wait, who trusted? Who trusted? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, uh, it was under King Leopold 
the first, or also people call him Emperor Leopold the first, because he was, you know, king and emperor of a lot of territory. But anyways, but that's not what the story is about. I mean, it does have Leopold in it, but I mean, you know, but it's mainly about uh, the tzitkis of this great tzaddik, Rabbi Shimon. Okay, uh, whatever you got, 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 don't give it to me. Okay, anyways, so anyhow, so what I want to say is very interesting, very, very interesting, is that, um, you know, uh, he was very stark in his from cut, and he was also <laughs> the chief rabbi, the chief rav. Get this? He was the chief rav of many places. He was the chief rav of Hungary and the whole territory of Moravia and in Eisenstadt, Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was very, he covered, you know, like, meaning, you know, when there was a lot of tough questions, whatever it is, they, they uh, asked him and sometimes he had to travel back and forth there. But eventually his main place was, like in the 1700s, his main place was in Vienna, Austria. Now, this story has to do with that. Uh, uh, with what? Oh, well, it has to do um, with, uh, you know, when he was in Vienna, Austria. So, uh, let me just tell you that he was Zeuche, by the way, to convince the emperor or the king, Leopold I, to build a, uh, to have the permission to build, and he funded it, Basically, uh, how the king? Uh, well, well, leap. Uh, I mean, uh, Wertheimer. Uh, I mean, Rab Shimshin. You know, Rab Shimshin Wertheimer funded, uh, and they built this tremendous, tremendous shul. Now, I saw another source of a story that shows that this wasn't just in Vienna. Some say this was in Eisenstadt, Germany, or whatever it was. But anyways, uh, this is a story that led up to it. Okay, so if you calculate. So, uh, it, this story happened, you know, uh, let's say it's uh, almost 300 years ago. Yeah, yeah, over 300 years ago. Wow. Woo! I think so. You know, I'm calculating, right? If he was sniffed in 1724, and this happened in the early 1700s, and now we're in 20, wow, so it has to be almost 300 years ago. Well, okay, so 280 years ago, whatever. Anyways, a long time ago. Yep, okay, guess it was before... Yeah, don't start doing that stuff again. Yeah, before college buses... Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Anyhow, so let me tell you what this story is about. Yeah, please do. Well, you see, what happens, you know, that it tells us that in the Gemara, Mesech the Megillah, it brings down over there that all shuls, all Bate Midrashim, all Bate Knesias that are built according to the halacha and upheld to halacha, meaning a shul that was treated with respect, no talking, just davening and learning and whatever, these shuls will be uprooted and brought to Eretz Yisrael, will be transferred over there when Mashiach comes in Mirzah Hashem. Yup, yup, yup. Because now we don't have the base of Migdash, so our shuls, our homes, become our Mikdash Ma'at. Well, anyways, this story goes back, way back when. Now, despite the fact 
that it was a very big Talmud Chacham, despite the fact it was the chief rabbi of so many places, despite the fact that he was eventually uh, one of the financial uh, ministers of uh, King Leopold I, nonetheless, he was a big Talmud Chacham and found time to do learning. And despite his dealings that he was well-to-do because of his financial success, uh, being a financier, uh, like a banker type of person, whatever you want to call it, a finance guy, people need loans and things like that, whatever it was, the bottom line comes out, he was very well-to-do. But, I know what you want to say, he helped poor people. You better believe it. Yeah, he was very big in it. As a matter of fact, even before he was nifty, he made sure that it should be continued. So he created a fund called, I believe it's called the Wertheimer Fund. And that existed all the way till the First World War. Yes, yes, yes. So he made sure that it was continually funded, his family funded it, and so on and so forth. Anyhow, this story is a very interesting story. You told us that already. Could you get into it? Okay. Well, every time you keep interrupting me, I keep forgetting where I'm up to. Anyways, so Rab Shimshin, despite his busy schedule, always had fine to learn Tyra, and he was never influenced. He watched himself so carefully to make sure to do mitzvahs so carefully that he would not even be influenced by the bad elements around him, that even though he had to do business not just with Yidin, with Goyim, and he even dealt directly with King Leopold himself, you know, and that could be very interesting. Well, I want you to know, Rabbi uh, Simpson, I want you to know that I like you very much. You are so far the most honest financial minister that I've ever had. Yes, yes, and I will trust you with all the financial secrets of the country. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to know that when uh, we fought the Spanish War, I want you to know that I am very highly appreciative to you that you went over and supplied the finances to finance this war so we should be successful. Oh, it was nothing. Don't worry about it. I did what uh, any loyal citizen would do. And if Hashem is both, uh, there you go again talking about uh, God, God. Uh, ah, yes, right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, anyways, what I want to tell you is that Hashem Yisboch blessed me with this ability to have uh, riches, and I have to put it to good use. So I help my poor people, and I help the government as well. Yeah, and I see your honesty is impeccable. Your wisdom is impeccable. And that's why I have appointed you, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I have appointed you to be the finance minister for me. I appreciate that very, very much, that you will take care of everything, and I know that I could sleep well, because you are such an honest person. Uh, thank you very much, 
and the honor is mine. I appreciate that you are giving your trust in me. I hope to uh, be worthy of your trust. And of course, privately, he was thanking Akadish Borchel because now he was in a position to even to be better at helping his fellow Yidnev Chasvasholam, the anti-Semitin, the anti-Semites in the government, when all around tried to make some trouble for the Eden. Speaking about trouble, <laughs> we have to talk about the bishop. Now, I don't know his name. It doesn't say who the bishop is in either versions of the story that I read, but one of the versions says that um, they suspect that he was a direct descendant from the wicked Haman. But don't forget, there are some members of Sanhedrin that came from the descendants of Haman too. So, you know, uh, but I guess the way it goes is like, sort of to say like what Avroma Vinu, his father was Terach, but he didn't act like Terach. No way, no how. So, a person has free will, whatever it is. So, there is, it's brought down in the Gemaras and everything that um, a lot of the descendants from Haman became Gerim. But anyhow, let's go on to the story. So, I don't know what this bishop's name is, but we could just call him the bishop. It's still okay. Okay, uh, so we don't have to call him Bishop Poloni Ben Baloney? Uh, no, but... Ah, uh, but the bishop was full of bologna, right? And pastrami with a lettuce and a pickle on the side? Uh, could be. But anyways, uh, can I get on? Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Considering that uh, I, I was trying to get you to tell sorry, now I'm sorry to interrupt you. Okay, go, 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 go. Yes, uh, that's right, you did that. Okay, so anyhow, so let me tell you what happened. So this bishop was uh, very much an antisemite. That's right, he most certainly was. And let's go to see what the bishop was up to. Is he going to let you in because he doesn't like Jewish people? You'll see. Come on, who's telling the story? Oh, right, good point. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, you can go right in. Uh, I'm not going to stop you. The door's probably not locked for you. Uh, yes, yes, okay. Anyways, um, bishop, are you ready for your part? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure, I am ready for what I have to do. So, I'm walking back and forth and pacing over here and thinking to myself, wow, there's something very fishy going on here. I don't like it. It seems to be that King Leopold has ordered and approved and uh, assigned and appointed, and whatever you want to call it, he made this Jewish rabbi, Rabbi Simpson Wertheimer, he made him his finance minister. Oh boy, it's not very good. He's also in a position that if I want to make trouble for the Jews, oh boy, oh boy, he's in a position that he could stop me. Hmm. How could he stop me, you might ask? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, Yossi, you're not in this story. Stay out of it. Oh, sorry. Okay. 
Uh, you know, but you know, if it rips the story, I'm very clear. I know that. Anyways, you know, when I want to make a terrible decree, he's there to speak to the uh, king, and he stops it. Huh. Well, I have to work on this. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have a meeting with the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, the next morning, the bishop came to visit. Ah, how are you, your majesty? I notice that you are very busy, and you have not always come as you should to the church. Yeah, I noticed this. So, uh, why is that? Oh, well, you know that I am the king, the emperor of many, many territories, from Hungary to Austria, all over the place, and, and even parts of Germany also. So it's, it's very difficult for me to make time to come. So uh, what can I do for the bishop this morning? Ah, what can you do for me? <laughs> Well, I was thinking not what you can do for me, but what I can do for you. What you can do for me? What are you talking about? Well, you see, you don't come to the church, so I bring the church to you. Uh, what? What do you mean by that? I mean, I will come and I will give you Bible lessons uh, every now and then when I have the time to come. What do you say? Oh, that would be very nice. Okay. Uh, I guess I could uh, live with that. No problem. <laughs> and sure enough, he was happy that his plan was now being set in motion. Yes, his plan was being set in motion. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Everything is working out. She doesn't suspect anything yet. <laughs> yes, I have to put the seeds of doubt in that rabbi into the head of the king. But you see, first I must win the confidence of the king. Yeah. That is what I have to do. Yeah, so I'm going to work on winning the confidence of the king. <laughs> and so, every now and then, this bishop would come. He would give some lessons, give him what we would call Musa, but that's called apicosis, you know, whatever. But, uh, but you know, for lack of a better word, it was a kind of Musa what the bishop gives. But not like Musa, what our Rebbeim and Rabbanim give. But anyhow, the bottom line came out is, he waited a few weeks, gaining confidence, and one day he timed it to come when Rabbi Shimshon Wertheimer was there. Rabbi Shimshon Wertheimer was there, and all of a sudden the bishop came in. Excuse me, your majesty, I hope that I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Oh, no, uh, not really. 
I mean, well, um, oh, you know what? You never met him. Oh, this is Rabbi Simpson Wertheimer. Uh, he is a chief rabbi of many places in Austria, uh, chief rabbi of Hungary, Moravia, Eisenstadt. Ah, that's very nice. So you must be a very smart fella, yes? Well, let's put it this way. I'm as smart as the Rabbeinu Shloilam lets me be. All my koyach of Chochma comes from the Rabbeinu Shloilam. You know who the Rabbeinu Shloilam is. I'm assuming that you're referring to the God. Aha, I, I understand this much, yeah. Oh, very nice. So a pleasure to meet you. And what is the reason that you are here? Uh, you didn't uh, pay attention, apparently. I am the financial minister, you know, for the, you know, for the... Ah, yes, yes. Oh, you're the new finance minister. Aha, aha. Very interesting. Very interesting. Ah, I, I'm pretty surprised. But, you know, but then again, keep Leopold. King Leopold, you know, he has the right to do what he wants if he made you the finance minister. That is all right. I have no problem with this. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, he knows what he's doing. I'm just a little surprised that he chose a Jewish person, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. I'm sure if he chose you, you're good for the job. I hope so. I try my best. With the help of Hashem, I do my best. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, he buttered up. Uh, Rav Shimshin sort of to say, He put butter on him? I said, Rav, he's a tzaddik. How can he put... No, no, no. Butter up is an... Ex oh, oh, I know what you mean. Like, like you flatter somebody, make him feel good. Ah, he's setting him up for his plan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he's setting him up for his plan. And boy, does he have a plan. Okay, anyway, so let's move on and see as he goes to the next level of his plan. Uh, I guess uh, someone else will have to answer that phone. Okay, but anyways, oh, see, but, okay, so anyhow, uh, let me tell you what happened. Uh, Aramis, why didn't you put away the phone like you do the other times? I guess I forgot. Okay, anyways, uh, you know, I'm human. What? Aramis, you're human? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so, um, let me continue. Okay, go right ahead. So, anyhow, uh, uh well, let's go and visit the Galach and see if he's up to the next part of his plan. <clears throat> Bishop, are you there? Ah, uh, yeah, I am here. All right. Now, let's see. So I've succeeded in making it sound like I'm not against the uh, Jew, and yet <laughs> I made it sound like the uh, king made a very good decision. Well, now it's the next part of my plan. I have to go when the rabbi is not there. <laughs> and sure enough, I 
And sure enough, as enough is sure, sure enough, yeah. Uh, yeah, see? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so what happened was, so, uh, he went to the, uh, king, Leopold, when he went, at a time when Rabbi Wertheimer was not there. Right. So, uh, let's go there. Okay, I'm with you. I'm following right behind you. I'm sure you are. Uh, yeah, your majesty, may I speak with you? Oh, yes, of course you may speak with me. What is the problem? You have a problem? Uh, uh, not exactly, but you know, I have the best interest of you, your majesty, the king, emperor, in mind, you know that. I mean, I am a man of the cloth, you know. I am a holy man, and I try to keep the faith and the Bible and everything. Yeah, so, your point, what is it, you know? Have a busy day today. Later on, I have to meet Rabbi Wertheimer. Yeah, Rabbi Simpson, very smart man. You know, besides being a finance minister, I am being privileged to all of my finances of the kingdom. He's also a very wise man and gives great advice. And to himself, the bishop said, Ah, yes, I know that he's a wise man, and he gives you advice, and that's why I'm so jealous of him, that you made him your financial minister instead of me, and use him for advisor instead of somebody like me. Okay? Time for part two. And then, after he finished his thoughts, he spoke out loud. Ah, your majesty, as a man of the cloth, as a holy person who upkeeps the Bible, who upkeeps honesty and integrity, and, and... Yeah, so go on. Instead of telling me the high fancy words, just please speak. Tell me what it is that you want to tell me. You know, I have been observing this rabbi every now and then. Oh, yes. You notice how wise he is? Oh, yeah. Very wise man. No question about it. Aha. And you notice that he's a, uh, 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 very, you know, like, uh, knows how to do finance very well? Oh, very well. Yeah, yeah. And you probably noticed that he's so smart and he can give advice. He, he doesn't know just his Torah. He knows worldly things also. Very brilliant man. I am so proud and happy to have him working for me. Ah, yes. He is so loyal, so honest. Uh, your Majesty, that is what I wanted to talk to you about. You know... Uh, throughout the centuries, most rulers, and of course the church itself, didn't really trust, and we still don't trust the Jewish people so much. You know that, right? Ah, uh, yes, but I, I find that all of that is not for a real just cause. I'm telling you, look, this rabbi is the most honest person I've ever met. I hope so for your sake. But I just want you to know that I really think that his main purpose here is 
to try to make that his Jewish people should be number one in your kingdom. Do you know that? Well, I don't know if they're number one, number two, number three, number 477. All that I know is that all the Jewish people work and they pay their proper taxes, and that's what counts to me. And they have not done anything wrong as far as I know. Yeah, that's because they gradually want to take over your country. I guess you don't uh, realize this, but I'm looking from the outside in. And at first I too was very impressed. You remember how I praised him in the weeks earlier when I met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, as I notice more and more and I see what's going on, I realize that they really want to take over your country. You don't realize this? Now why should they do that? They actually helped me, you know that? This Rabbi Wertheimer helped support me uh, with the Spanish War. You know that? Uh, okay, he helped out a great deal. Uh, he, he gave a lot of war material. He financed many of the war material that my army needed in the great wars that we had with Spain. You know that, don't you? Ah, yes, yes, I know that. So then how could you say, I could even have a thought to say that uh, um, he is trying to uh, steal or overtake. Well, you see, he did that to, to earn your trust. Now, when once he earns your trust, you know what he's going to do next. Once he earns your trust, he's going to slowly swindle you of your money because he got what he wanted. What are you talking about? Would you please explain? It looks like you're making up bubble mice like bubble mice you're picking up a Jewish word. <laughs> Very interesting. See, Rabbi Wertheim is having influence on you. Yes, he's having uh, influence on me, but a good influence. So what are you trying to tell me, please? Huh? Okay, you know, you, you, you're telling me bubble over here. What's going on? What do you want? Just say it, state it. Speak with facts. All right, I will speak with facts. You see, he got you to trust him. You made him the finance minister. He knows everything about every penny, every ducat, every uh, gilding that comes into this country, into your finances, into your treasury. He knows all about those things. So yeah, you know, it takes money to make money. Yes, so he supported you with the Spanish War, so therefore you could become very uh, independent and your country grows bigger and you become richer. Eventually, as a financial Minister, I suspect that he's slowly swindling you. <laughs> Rabbi Wertheimer? Rabbi Simpson Wertheimer? What are you, crazy? Bishop, with all due respect, you man, you're a holy man. You have a high position. You're a bishop. And you're thinking such thoughts for a man like Rabbi Wertheimer? He's the most honest person I ever met. You're telling me that churches didn't trust him? They trust Jewish people as well? 
Now let me tell you, the reason why I think that the church doesn't trust such people like him is because they are afraid. Afraid? Why would the church be afraid of somebody like him? And why should the church be afraid of any Jewish person? It is very simple. The church is afraid that the Jewish people who are more honest, they will expose some of the corruption that goes on there. And that's why you and the other members of your church are always trying to make pogroms and make bad things happen for the Jewish people. But from what my point is, from my standpoint that is, I don't see that happening here. So if you want to tell me that Rabbi Wertheimer is not honest, you are going to have to prove that to me. I will not take you on your word, and I will not investigate this if I have no reason to. So you understand? Yeah, I understand. But you know, I am very loyal. You know that. So therefore, I just want His Majesty the King should understand. I will be looking out for you. And if, to my connections, I get some evidence that he is doing hanky-panky, making some hanky-panky with the finances, and swindling you, and uh, embezzling from you, I will inform you. And I, as always, I look for your best interest. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. All right. Good day. I must get back to work. Yeah, Your Majesty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure enough, what happened was is, huh, let me guess, he realized that Lipo didn't believe him. That's right. Lipo didn't believe him. And then he had to go back home to his house or wherever he lives, unless he lives in the church somewhere, whatever it is, he went back home and he decided to try to figure out how he's going to get evidence or make up evidence. Ah, you catch on. You sure you don't know this story? I, I don't remember it. Uh, not really. Okay? Uh, all right. Well, anyways, uh, so let's continue with the story. So what ended up happening was... Uh, the bishop was walking back and forth. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How can I prove that he is... Uh -huh. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I could prove that he lies, yeah, I have to do some research. Eh, let me get one of my servants here. Eh, Oscar, eh, get over here. Yes, sir. What is it, sir? You need something? What is it that you want from me? Oscar, listen to me very carefully. I want you. To make yourself inconspicuous, I want you to spy on Rabbi Wertheimer. So you understand? Yes, I will spy on him. What specifically am I supposed to be looking for? You are supposed to be looking for if he is making hanky-panky with finances. I want you to try to find out if he is embezzling, how does he live 
and how does he spend his money and how much money he makes. Do you understand? Yes, I understand everything. And so, sure enough, Asuka went and he tried to spy on the rabbi. I don't understand. And that person, Asuka over there, that person, I've seen him before. I think he works for the bishop. But what is he doing standing there? The past few days, he's always hanging out over there. I wonder, is he trying to spy on me? I know that whenever there's a, a galach around, I know that I always have to be on guard. I know from the start when this galach was praising me too much, I realized that he could be trouble. I wonder. No, no. I'll continue to be mespalel and inform the Yid to be mespalel and the Rabbeinu Shleilim hopefully will help us. Meantime, I know one thing. Sedoka, that's a mimovis. So since Sedoka, that's a mimovis, I will continue to give Sedoka. And so, sure enough, that's what he did. He continued to give Sedoka. And meanwhile, this person started noticing things. But he didn't understand what the tzedakah was. He didn't understand why he was giving out money. Ah, it could be that what the bishop is saying might be right. Yeah, what I am seeing is very interesting. Ah, so people come in and then they leave. They walk out with smiles on their faces. When they have money, that they are talking into their inner pockets. But in the meantime, it's very interesting. This Rabbi Wertheimer is not living the most fanciest life for what he makes from his business and what he makes in his salary as a finance minister. There's something definitely wrong here. Hmm. I wonder. And so he went back to report to the bishop. And the bishop started thinking, Aha! So that's what it is. He must be paying people to prepare for the rebellion. Yeah. But wait, I know what I have to do. I got it. I need evidence. Yeah. Ah. Ask it, come here. Yeah. Was his last. When the rabbi leaves to go to his uh, house of study, I want you to come and inform me immediately, because I got a plan. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, I will do whatever it is that you want. And sure enough, when Rabbi Simpson Wertheimer went to the basic medras to go learn, and he went there, Bishop got informed by Aska, and the bishop came. <laughs> All right, let me knock on the door. Hello? Hello? Oh, yes, may I help you, please? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, hi, I am Sir Bishop. May I speak with you? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, the bishop, uh, but the, the rabbi is a Jew. He doesn't see 
The Lochim, he sees other rabbi. Ah, no, 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 this is a special visit. May I come in? Uh, well, I guess it's all right, I think. Let me open the door. And you are? Me, I, I am uh, uh, the, the butler. I, I watch the house. Uh-huh. And may I ask you a question? Is the rabbi's bookkeeper here? Oh, yes, uh, he's in that room over there. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And by the way, uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to make a surprise party and for the rabbi is benefit. Uh, so please don't tell that I was here. Oh, surprise party. That's very nice. Okay, I won't tell that you were here. God, God, God. Now let me knock on this uh, bookkeeper's door. Yes, yes, who's there? Hello there. I'm the bishop. May I come in? The bishop? What are you doing in the rabbi's house? You don't belong in the rabbi's house. So what are you doing here? Ah, I just need to talk to you. I'm going to close the door. Don't worry, I'm a bishop. I won't harm you. <laughs> so unfortunately, I wasn't worried. <laughs> okay, what did you want? Uh, may I ask you a question? You are the bookkeeper, yes? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm the bookkeeper. Yes, why? <laughs> That's very good. I am very happy that you are the bookkeeper, because I want to talk to you. You see, I want to make a surprise party for uh, Rabbi Wertheimer. You know that he works as the uh, finance minister for the King Leopold I. You know that, yeah? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, yes. That's why I keep uh, very accurate books here. Yes, yes. That's very good. So, you know, I wanted to make the surprise party. In order to figure out what kind of gift that I want to give, I have to know something about how his finances work so I could give him some sort of a gift that he would appreciate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what is it? I need to borrow your latest books that you have on the bookkeeping. Thus, he, uh... Look at it every now and then. Uh, uh, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, but he just looked at it this morning. So he's not going to look at it again for a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why? Why is it? Listen here. I would like to borrow them. Then I will return it at the right time. Uh, well, I can't borrow them, sorry. Uh, uh, you can't borrow them. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. The way I might trust me. Uh, and you, uh, uh, I have to be honest. And, and take care of it. No, 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 he, he trusts me. <laughs> well, look what I have here. A golden gilded. Oh, look, another golden gilded. Oh, oh, look, I have a third golden gilded. Worth a lot of money, you know. I wonder if, if you had this, wow, uh, you know, you could be well to do. Maybe you wouldn't have to work for the rabbi anymore. Well, you know, but if you don't want to lend me the book. <laughs> Wait a second. Three, three golden gold ducats? Let me see if it's real. Oh, wow. These, these, these are gilded, not ducats. They're real. They're expensive. Yeah. 
all right, all right, uh, but you won't tell, tell that, that I give you the books, will you? I will have them back before you realize, or he realizes they're missing. Mm, that's good, because I'm, I'm for sure not going to tell. That's the idea. I don't want you to tell. Here you go. Here are your three golden blue cards. No, I mean, sorry. I said blue cards. I meant gilded. <laughs> blue cards are not as expensive. <laughs> Enjoy. Now, the books, please. Oh, yeah, yeah, here they are. And, and, and tuck it underneath your robe. So this way, <laughs> the butler, you know, the, the guy, the steward, the one, the one who watches the house and won't notice that you're carrying it, okay? Don't worry, I will do that. And so, sure enough, he took everything, all those books, and he brought it home. And he looked it over, and he said, Wow! This is amazing! The rabbi makes a lot of money between what he makes from the king and what he makes in his own business. Wait a minute. I got a great idea! Oh, sure, he would never report so much money to the king. The king will think he's way too wealthy. <laughs> I got it. All right, let me go on my way through the king. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't even think straight. I think cocaine. I mean, I mean, I'm cocaine. I mean, I mean, whatever. And sure enough, he arrived at King Leopold. I have it for you, Your Majesty. I, in the best interest of your country, I have it. Oh, yeah? And what is it that you have? I have the evidence that you are looking for. Here they are, the books from the rabbi. It was very easy for me to get them. I uh, paid off one of the bookkeepers <laughs> to lend me the books here. Take a look through the pages. Aha! Uh -huh. I'm looking through the pages, and what am I supposed to see? Look at it very carefully. He makes a lot of money. Oh, yes. Wow. He's quite wealthy besides the money that he makes from me. Wow. See what I mean? He's building up this wealth. And my servant has noticed that people come to him, and when they leave, they have money, and they have smiles on their faces. Now, of course, he didn't realize he was giving tzedakah. And neither at that moment did the king Leopold. Uh, I see. So, what is your plan? Uh, my plan is very simple. When the next time you're with Wertheimer, the rabbi, just ask him to be honest with you and tell him how much he's worth. Okay? That's what it is. Ask him how much money he is worth, okay? <laughs> Just do that. And if he tells you a number that's lower than what these financial records show, you know that he's probably spindling you too. All right. Now you finally have one piece of evidence that may work. I will find out. And sure enough, the next time... Reb Shimshin Wertheimer was there. He had no idea what was going on. He even didn't realize that there was one more thing that I almost forgot to tell the audience out there, but I'll tell you now. One of the things 
that this person, this Russia, the bishop, did was, he said, if it proves that this person, this rabbi, is really a swindler, an embezzler, and he punishes him, he should give him over to him, or whatever it is, the bottom line is, death for such a person should be, he should be thrown into a fiery furnace and burnt alive. And he even suggested to the king that the king should order his executioners to heat up the fiery furnace. And that's exactly what the king did. But the king was thinking to himself, Ah, you know something? Uh, how am I going to kill this person, Rabbi Shimshon Bertheimer, if it turns out that he is embezzling. Wait, I got it. He is very honest, technically, on the outside. He'll do whatever I say. So, I will send him to the executioners, and what he will have to say is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the first person, uh, I'm going to write out this order. The first person that comes to say the following words. I'm here to see if the king's orders were carried out. The first person to come to say this no matter what he screams and says, should be taken and thrown into the fiery furnace and executed. Yeah. So this way, if it turns out that Rabbi Wertheimer is a swindler, an embezzler, I will give him this order. He will carry out willfully, and then it will be the ends of him. I hope it's not true, though. Yeah. And so... Sure enough, the next day, this here Haoli uh, Tzaddik, this heiliger mensch of Shimshon Wertheimer, came to see the king. And they started talking about different things in the finance. <coughs> so, um, this is uh, what your balance is, and this is this, and this is a good investment that you did over here. <coughs> so, um, <coughs> uh, if there's nothing else I could do for the, His Majesty the King, I'll be on my way to the Holy Basin Meadows to go continue learning. Yes, don't mind. Ah, one moment. You know, I was just curious to know. You and I get along very well. Could you be honest with me and tell me what are you worth? How much money do you have? Ah. How much money do I have? Uh, well, you put me on the spot, so let me think about this. I have to think about it. He's going to have to think what number to tell me. I hope it's the same like in his books. <laughs> ah. And so, sure enough, he gave a number. It doesn't say in the safer in the book. Uh, it doesn't say what number he gave. The only thing it says, he said one-tenth of what the real number was. When the king heard this, he was furious inside. He had to hold himself back from letting out his anger. What? Only tell me about one-tenth of the number of what he has there. <laughs> it's a nerve of him. 
I know what I will do. Uh, listen here. You are my most trustworthy person that I have. You're my finance minister. That's a lot of trust. I would like to give you the following. Go to the place, you know, where the executioners are, and I want you to go over, and I want you to tell them, are you listening to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. are you listening? Yes, of course I'm listening. What is it? What is the order? I want you to go there and say, the king has sent me to check if you carried out his order. Can you do that? Now let me see. You want me to go to the executioners on my way home and ask if they carried out the king's order. Okay, not a problem. And sure enough, he was on his way after seeing the king in that morning. But it was still morning hours. And as he was walking to go to the executioner's place, a yid found him. Uh, excuse me, uh, pardon me, uh, with all due respect, I know who you are. You are the tzaddik and uh, the gadol ador over here. And uh, Rabbi Shimshin Wertheimer, may I speak to you? Uh, yes, you may, but I hope it's not going to take long. And if you have a shayla, I hope it's quick because I have to carry out an order for the king. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Well, it's a very simple request that I have, okay? So let me tell you what it is, okay? My request that I have is very, very simple. Are you listening? Uh, of course I'm listening. I am making a bris today. Today is the eighth day of my son's birth, and I have to make the bris, and I'm a chuyim to make the bris. But there's a problem. I've been looking around to find the mile, and I couldn't find any. But I remember the Heilig and Sonic, the Rob. You're a mile, right? Yes, I am. But right now I can't perform it. I'm on a mission to do for the king. Oh, yes. But I'm on a mission to do a mission from the king of all kings. Ah, and you put it that way, it's pretty hard to resist. You are right. HaKadosh Baruch is the Melech, Malchem, Lochem, HaKadosh Baruch Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. I'm going to do this chesed. I'm going to do the bris. But you know, whatever the Ram wants, I never take anything. I don't accept any gifts either. I do it the Shem Shemaim completely. Understand? So, come, let us go. And I'll uh, carry out the order later. And so, Rabbi Wertheimer came straight there to the bris. He performed the bris. And then he was about to leave and he said, uh, excuse me, Rabbi, you had this chus to be the mile. Please enhance us by being a member of the Sudas Mitzvah. Well, all right, I stay a little bit. So Abertheimer, he drank some wine there, but it turned out it was very strong wine. And he got a little sleepy, and he fell asleep on the table. But when he fell asleep on the table, nobody wanted to wake him up. They didn't think he was respectful. And towards evening, he woke up. But let me tell you something. Meanwhile, the bishop was so confident about this. That night, 
He just couldn't sleep so well. You know, I, I know that the, the rabbi probably didn't tell the truth and he was probably executed and burned. I want to enjoy celibate. You know what? I will go to the place of execution where the fiery furnace is there. Maybe I will still manage to see the Jewish rabbi's bones there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go. Now, of course, the bishop didn't know that the king gave orders to the executioners. The bishop didn't know that Rabbi Wertheimer never arrived yet at the executioners. Didn't know that. And so, what happened was is, that evening, he couldn't sleep. But finally, Rabbi Wertheimer woke up, and he figured before he goes to the place of execution, he should go home first, because his family must be worried about him. So, there you have it. The rabbi was going home, and the bishop was going to the executioners. Ah, here I am. Hello there, hello there. Oh, hello there, bishop. What can we do for you? What is it that you want here? What do you want? Eh? Tell us what you want. Uh, well, I came here... Uh, 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 to see, uh, with my own eyes, uh, 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 did you carry out the king's orders? Aha! We were waiting for you! That's right! We were waiting for you! Yeah! Come here! Uh, come here? What, what do you mean? Grab him! Uh, what are you doing to me? Let go of me! What are you doing to me? What are you picking me up for? Put me down! I, I said put me down! Uh, this way! Yeah, we're going to take you this way. Uh, come on. Uh, we have to carry out the king's order. What are you talking about? Did you, did you, did you, what, what, what are you doing to me? Wait, wait, wait. No, not me. Oh, you, you, you're throwing me in the fire. Why? Stop it, stop it, stop it. Sorry, we got orders. What are, what, what are your orders? The first person that comes and asks us if we carried out the king's orders is supposed to be grabbed no matter what he says and screams and throw him into the fiery furnace and execute him. And that's you, Bishop. <laughs> we always knew you were something crooked. <laughs> Glad the king finally caught on. Yeah, that's right. Okay, throw him in. I don't know. Please don't. Ah! And he threw him into the fiery furnace, and all his screams did not get their mercy. And of course, instead of the rabbi being burned to death in the fiery furnace, it was the evil, the wicked bishop. And now we go back to Rabbi Wertheim, and he came home, and he says, hey, what is going on here? I got delayed. And, and he told what happened and why he got late. And then he told that the king sent officers to lock up and seal all his riches and everything. Everything was confiscated. He didn't understand why. The next morning, he went to the executioners and he said, I, I know, I know, I know. Rabbi, that's who you are. I know who you are. Hey, executioners. Yeah, yeah, what is it? A rabbi is here to see you. Oh, a rabbi, that way. Uh, but I don't know if you want to go see because there was a... It's all right, don't worry, I have to carry out the king's orders. Shalom Aleichem, my name is Rabbi. Uh, we know who you are, Rabbi. Yeah, so what do you want here? Well, the, key, the king sent me to see if you carried out his orders. 
Oh, yeah, 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 we took the bishop. We always knew he was crooked. We always felt it, you know. I don't know how the king knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you burnt the bishop? Yeah, 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 sure. Because he came here. We got this letter from the king, you see. Orders from the king that the first person who came had said, did you carry out the king's orders? We're supposed to take him, no matter how much he screams and everything like that, and throw him into the fiery furnace. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, look at this Ashkoch and Seattle the Shmaya. Wow. Amazing. Because <laughs> I went to the bris and I drank the wine, fell asleep. I didn't get executed. Wow, wow, wow. It sure shows that Chesed saves the day, that's for sure. And then, when Leopold went back to the king and he asked him about it, the king was like, his eyes were popping out. Are you a ghost? And of course, the king explained what took place, the bishop's plan, and it was really Rabbi Wertheimer that was supposed to be killed. And then when Rabbi Wertheimer explained how and why he was saved, the bishop, I mean, the king realized, wow, I see you, God protects you. I always knew you were honest, and I'm glad it worked out right, and the real wicked one was executed. And sure enough, that's the way it was. And as usual, I know, we're not going to try to work it out to see if we can figure out in the system how we can take phone calls yet. All right, we'll have to see when this coronavirus mishigas is over. Okay. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos and goodbye. Have a wonderful weekend. Good Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Goodbye.